Everyone is looking for purpose, for a life that matters, and we want to be a church that helps people find that. This is the Collective Church Podcast from a life-giving and vibrant new church right here in London, Ontario. Here's this past week's message from our pastor, Tyler Fromm. Good morning, everyone. My name is Todd. I'm part of the team here at Collective Church. Whether you are um, new to us or you've been here before, we are so thankful that God has brought you um, to us today. Um, Today is a special Sunday for us because we are launching our co-groups. You guys can clap for that if you want. It's all good. Um, For those of you that are new to Collective, completely understand, our co-groups are special to us. They are um, gatherings that happen in our homes mid-week, throughout the week. We have groups that um, are led by team members of our church. And within these groups, we create space. We create space for people to um, come together and do life together. These groups are not... Um, surface level water cooler conversations where we come together and spill tea about uh, this, that, or the other thing. These groups are intentional. They were created so that as a church we can facilitate people coming to Jesus. Um, There was a lot of intention and a lot of thought and work that was put in behind the scenes to make sure that we go about this um, well in a way that we execute with excellence and um, all of that has led up to uh, today and next week where we officially kick off. So um, we're going to celebrate that today. We're going to do a li- things a little bit differently. We're going to do a five for five. Um, for those of you that don't know, a five for five um, here at Collective is an opportunity for our team members um, to speak to their experience. Five people for five minutes where we um, have a bit of a panel discussion where we allow people to share their um, testimonies, share stories, and, and really um, uh, explain the why behind why specifically our co-groups, the, our leaders have come together and made the decision to lead well and serve other people well. We do this for a couple reasons. The first is that we recognize that God has commissioned us to bring his presence within community. Um, our whole month of September is centered around this Uh, understanding of what it means to have real community with one another, what it means to do life together, worship together, pray together, share communion together, and ultimately grow together. And our co-groups are an extension of that. They are our our church's way of of contending for God. And and with that, there's a lot of um, intention behind making sure that we create space for people. Um, so with that being said, I want to just intro- I want to take a second and just appreciate our leaders up here. I, I, I want to just take a moment and, and first of all let you guys know how proud I am of you and how much I appreciate you. Um, for those of you that don't know, stepping into leadership is not an easy thing. Um, as soon as you do anything that is profound and um, obedient to God, I find a lot of the time we meet opposition right away. We feel doubt. We feel the the devil uh, pulling us either backward or or into busyness, and it, and it oftentimes it creates friction, and that's difficult. But throughout that, our leaders have made the commitment to serve well and lead people well. So I just want to first introduce um, our lovely leaders here. First, we have Pam. Can you give Pam a round of applause, ladies and gentlemen? <laughs> Next, we have Mr. Jake Glover. This is Jake. Next, we have Rhonda Nordum. <laughs> and we also have Patty O'Hara at the end as well. <laughs> um, these are our leaders here, and uh, we do have some support roles that are in the audience. I want to take a second also. If you are in a support role, um, our supporting cast are our leaders that are helping support our leaders and leading all the people that are going to be in these groups. If you're in the audience and you're in a support role, can you stand up for a second? just to give you guys an idea of how much support we want each and every one of you to have if you join a co-group these people have been hand selected because they exude what it means to um, 
strive to be in an apprenticeship to Jesus and everything that that entails, like Pastor Tyler was saying, the, the, un, the bits that are uncomfortable, the, the, the joy in all of it. And um, we, and I just want to take a second and make sure that we recognize those people. So um, moving forward, how uh, this discussion is going to work. Um, I have some questions that are just going to be a bit open form. We're going to pass the mic down to each person and let them share. Um, and I just want to, um, yeah, just, just preface this whole conversation in, in saying that it's, these conversations are special for us because as a church, it allows you all to meet and know our people and our team other than just one person or one pastor. Um, and we always want to be a, a church that is learning from one another. We want to know that we want to be a church where we recognize that iron is sharpening iron. We want to allow our team to make sure that they are heard and they are seen and for you to see them. So without further ado, let's, let's kick this off. I'm, I'll stay in frame because I, I don't want to be, I don't want to be out, but um, yeah. So um, fundamentally, just to give you guys a bit of insight here, when we set out to relaunch our co-groups, a lot of intention was put behind the why. The why behind we do what we do, like I was kind of mentioning, as soon as we make a commitment to something, we feel the devil pull us back and, and, and eat away at us. And without a um, fundamental why, life can very quickly intercept all of the intention that we try and put into the movement that we're putting towards Jesus. So um, as a church, our mission is to make a way for people to come and see Jesus. And like I said, our co-groups are an extension of that. Um, but each and every one of us have unique experiences and stories. So I wanted to give our leaders a chance to give us a bit of context as to why importance are, or, sorry, why co-groups are important to them. Start with you, Pam. Um, so I am leading with my husband, Kevin, as well. Um, and co-groups are super important. I can't stress how important. So we actually came to Collective um, the last Sunday of November last year. We walked in uh, new in the door and uh, Collective was absolutely unknown to us. We didn't, didn't know anyone who went here. Um, co-groups um, started off at the end of January. I'm gonna try not to say um. Um, they started off at the end of January, and we knew even before co-groups co started, we knew that we had come in, we knew that Collective was um, like meeting the areas that, that were important to us in a church, and from there, we, we knew that Collective was going to be our home church, so we knew before co-groups even started, we really wanted to build relationship, deep relationship with people. Um, it's very important to have what we would say church family and coming in new, not knowing anybody, um, it was really important to start to, to start building that. And the other thing I would say is you can come to church on Sunday and whoever the speaker is that day, Tyler, Todd, whoever, they've done a great job and a lot of work putting into the message. Um, but you are going to make much more in-depth um, like relationship and be able to discuss the sermon. You've maybe had a bit of time to ponder how that's resonating, reflecting with you, or the nudges that you might be feeling from the sermon. And on Sunday, it's tough and you're not going to like open up to like the masses, but if you go to co-group and it's a smaller group and it's more intimate, it's someone in someone's home, um, that really lends to building those in-depth relationships where you can um, talk about the sermon, you can maybe wrestle, maybe you've had a really rough week, we can wrestle with some life issues. And um, last week, um, Tyler talked um, about a verse in Romans 12.10 and it was be devoted to one another in love. Going into co-group, I would change the, the word devoted slightly to, to commitment, like you said. It is a commitment, and you mm -hmm. are committing to the people in that co-group, and you have the biggest honor to lift up people who are struggling that week, to pray for um, new people. A lot of, um, obviously, we have a lot of students. Maybe you're here without family. Maybe mm -hmm. you've got a struggle going on, and it is an, it is an honor and a privilege to lift up uh, the people in our co-groups um, for the long term. I just want to speak really quickly to 
to Pam because um, we love Pam and Kevin and their entire family in our church. And the one thing that's special about um, Pam and her family is that they've stepped into leading knowing that God is going to equip them along the way. And oftentimes, um, especially when it comes to stepping into leadership or anything that God invites us into, a lot of us think, am I, who am I to do this? Right? We go, who, I've got stuff, I'm messy, I'm dealing with all the things, and God, you couldn't possibly want me to be facilitating this. But oftentimes we go, we overthink it and we go, we think we have to be perfect and polished and all these things, and God knows, I, I want you. Like, I know where you are. I, I've, I've made you for a purpose on purpose. And what I love about Pam is that in the midst of everything, she goes, she steps up to the plate and obeys, and God molds. And there's an element of going, I don't have to figure it all out. I am not figured out. We'll ne- we're never going to arrive. However, there's a courage and a trusting that... Pam and Kevin have where they go, God will lead. I just have to show up, right? God's called on me and he'll do the rest. So I just, I just want to recognize you for that because it's, it's, it's special. All right, you're going after you. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> so yeah, the question again, Todd, was just why are co-groups important to me? <clears throat> so I think really the fundamental point here is that co-groups are important because we're not meant to walk in faith alone, right? We are meant to gather together to build each other up in faith, right? I think that coming together in a family home really just allows us to build off of that and support one another through whatever we're going through in life, right? And so this sort of community aspect of the co-groups is really what I think hits at home. And that's the difference you get from coming to service on Sunday, attending and talking to people versus, like you said, Pam, breaking it down in more depth, really just explaining what's going on in our lives, praying for one another, all of these things that are so powerful and so meaningful in our lives. This is why I feel like a co-group is so important. On the other hand, I think a co-group is really great because it gets to establish a sort of sense of accountability in our lives and our faith. We get to have people that can mentor us, speak wisdom to us in different areas. And in doing that, we, we build each other up again, right? We be, we're able to create disciples within our church here. Um, there's one verse that I wanted to share from Ecclesiastics um, 4, verses um, 9 to 10 here. It says that two are better than one because they have a good reward for their toil. For if they fall, one will lift up his fellow. But woe to him who is alone when he falls and, cannot, and another cannot to lift him up. So just that idea that in co-grip we really are building a family, a community that is there to lift one another up in times of trouble and just continue to persevere in faith and following Jesus. I'm gonna take a chance. I'm gonna take an opportunity and just and just gas up everyone that I, that's on top here because I, I I think it's important. So for those of you, um, Jake Jake is someone that I've had the pleasure of knowing for a while. I think we were first introduced to each other over Zoom when we tried to facilitate all this on Zoom. <laughs> you can imagine how fun that was. Um, but no, Jake Jake is someone that's really special because he has this heart for leadership that I you you don't come across very often. Um, I've had the pleasure of leading alongside him in a co-group before, and if there's one thing that I'm really proud of Jake for, it's it's the fact that he, again, similar to Pam, has stepped into um, an opportunity where um, God's calling him forward in that gift that he has, and he's saying yes. Um, there's an element of going again where we go, am I the person? Am I the person to do this? As our groups will be open, and we'll have people that are older and younger, and uh, walk through different walks of life, and and Jake is um, stepping into an invitation that God's given him to go. Um, yeah, you can do it. You can absolutely do it. And for those, and Jake is um, maybe he can. Uh, a lot of you will see yourselves in Jake. Jake just graduated from Western uh, this year, I believe, and he's embarking on everything that comes post grad and and everything that, that entails. And his life is he's newly engaged as well. Um, so. Yeah, within the midst of all that, he's, again, someone that's committed to God's calling for him. And if any of you sign up for Jake's group, you're going to have a phenomenal time. So um, co-groups are kind of God's design of how we're supposed to live out our faith. You can come to faith. You can even grow in your faith alone. But you will not do that as well as if you join a co-group and do life Mm -hmm. together. 
as Jake mentioned, we're born into families, so that's God's design. And then when Jesus came, he chose some disciples to do life along with. And so if we want to follow Jesus, if we want to become more like Jesus, we need to do what Jesus did. And so that's surround ourselves with some people who will continue to encourage and grow us and challenge us. And so co-group like church is not a place where you just show up, though. So in co-groups, you're going to have some responsibilities, too. So there's some, some effort and some work that causes that growth. And so it is really a place where you will be challenged to ask those tough questions, help some people find answers to their tough questions, pray alongside, work alongside. Um, when I know somebody's getting married, one of my favorite things to give them is a a framed plaque, and I call it my, the greatest of these is love, but the Bible is chock full of verses that have a one another to them. There's like 30 of them, so like, I just have a little list right here. Love one another, be devoted to one another, honor one another above yourself, live in harmony with one another, build one another up, be like-minded towards one another, accept one another, admonish one another in love. Care for one another, serve one another, bear one another's burdens, forgive one another, be patient with one another, speak the truth in love, be kind and compassionate to one another, speak to one another with psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, submit to one another, consider others better than yourself, look to the interests of one another, bear with one another, and it goes on. And so this is how we're meant to live life as a collective and out in the world. And so, especially if you're new in faith, especially if you've never had a leadership role, co-group is the place to get your feet wet for some of that, to try some of that out in a safe setting. Um, and I just really think that God honors that commitment. God grows us and, and gives us things that we never expected, relationships that we looked at somebody maybe and went, well, I don't know if that person and I really connect. And then God makes a way because he designs it. And we really believe a lot of prayer, just as um, we've talked about that a ton of intention and prayer went into putting these co-groups together. And so we always say, I'm, I'm going to lead alongside my husband, Daniel, that we have prayed and we firmly believe that everyone in these co-groups is meant to be there. So even when there's trials, and there will be trials, God is in the trials, and I don't know about you, but when I was little and had growing pains, they hurt a lot, like to the point where I would tie things around my leg and cry. Um, if that's your co-group, there will be a bright rainbow at the end of that because that's the growth that God wants to have. There's a verse um, in Matthew, it's 18.22, that says, Do not forsake your coming together, as some do, but rather encourage each other, especially as you see his return draw near. And I think that's sort of the place we're at. Yeah, absolutely. I want to speak to that element of growth um, really quickly. So first, um, Rhonda and her husband, Dan, uh, we are so thankful for as a church, their entire family, Lauren, Megan, Jill and Nate um, are represent such a fundamental, I would say, backbone within our church as a family. <clears throat> they help me in making sure that these co-groups are executed well and their children serve in different ministries uh, as well, but um, they lead a group, a group, a group <laughs> called Rooted, um, and Rooted is a special group because it facilitates this um, essential being rooted within Christ as new people are, as people are walking into faith, um, whether they're new or maybe they're not new. They, their group helps um, facilitate rhythms, spiritual rhythms, and attacking strongholds and learning what it, what it means to follow Jesus. And their group is very specific in that, and they lead it incredibly well. Um, their group is so awesome. I believe it's it's full. <laughs> it's it's one of the groups <laughs> that that fills up rather quickly. But I'm so thankful that they lead it because. Um, they have so much experience in understanding what it means to walk with Jesus and help and helping people walk in that. And um, it's kind of a recurring theme where we go, there are parts that will be difficult. However, there's an element of growth that is, um, sometimes we go, we romanticize growth where we go, it's just a beautiful thing. Um, and it is, however, I don't know anyone that grows comfortably. Um, if any of you know anyone who grows comfortably, have them call me. Because <laughs> it, it's always an element of being broken down. There's an element of going, dying to the person we were in order to facilitate who God wants us to be. Um, and I, 
couldn't think of any two people that are better suited to help people walk through that than Dan and Rhonda. Um, so um, I'm, I'm thankful for them, and I want them to know that. Um, and if you get a chance to join a rooted group at some point, um, I would highly recommend it because it's so fundamental to how we are as a church. There you go. So the worst thing about being the last is that Yes, <laughs> no, to all of that. Um, but when I when I uh, when I thought about the question, you know, why is it important to me? I kind of I kind of am thinking a little bit more personal for me rather than just the importance of co groups. So bear with me with that. Um, I think that we've been through a lot with COVID, mm -hmm. with distance, mm -hmm. with. Um, you know, not being connected. And I think it has, uh, a feeling has uh, risen to the top of, we re recognize more now than ever. We are, we should not be alone. We shouldn't, we shouldn't be just doing this by ourselves. That there is a community out there and certainly Collective has been a community for me that's been uh, uh, super, super supportive and helpful. Um, but I think there are some parallels between what we went through in COVID and uh, what, what can be our spiritual experience as well, in that th we went through a period of no space, be, like, like distance, total distance, not being able to see people. And I, I live alone uh, with, a, with a lovely cat, but still, <laughs> I live alone. <laughs> He's Wilbur, he's lovely. But uh, in any case, um, he's not enough for me. <laughs> I'm a little bit of an extrovert, and so that was a really hard time. Also, I had, uh, I had experienced leaving a church that I'd been at for a long, long time. Um, so I had a sense of loss. And I think that, um, you know, as things have kind of gotten better, and, you know, we went through a period of being, again, not able to touch each other, Mm -hmm. to being at arm's length and maybe spiritually too, right? Arm's length, mm -hmm. social distance, physical distance. And then now we've gotten to the point where I think we're like elbow distance, <laughs> right? And I think that's where you can be if you just go to church. If you just come on a Sunday morning, you're at that elbow distance. Mm -hmm. But I think about how powerful it would be uh, in each of our lives if we were shoulder to shoulder. Yeah. And, I think wow. that I th <laughs> and I think that small groups do that. They mm -hmm. give you that opportunity, they give you that, I mean, if you're open to it, uh, that can be a super powerful thing. And, it, and it's not even just the, um, you know, we share struggles in those groups and that's great, but we share victories too, right? Mm -hmm. So it's, it's really a celebration of what Christ has done for us as well as sharing those broken pieces. So, yeah. One thing that um, I love about Patty is that um, Patty is someone that um, I can't wait to connect with on Sunday mornings. Um, Patty is someone that um, we've come to know very deeply and love very deeply within our church. And when I think about our co-groups, I oftentimes one of the things that we run into as far as opposition, we go being busy or we go, uh, I, I, I don't want to get to it this week. I have 10 other things that I could be doing. But within our co-groups, we really want to facilitate this element of building relationships where you go, I can't wait to connect with this person. I can't wait to see how that went. I can't wait to learn more about their lives and how they are navigating and watching them grow. And we, and we want to facilitate that within these groups where you go, we hope that if you join a co-group, we go, it should be the highlight of your week. We go, we want people to be drawn in. We want these relationships to take root. And um, one thing that Patty I'm so thankful for is that as she consistently comes to us on Sundays and is a part of our family, the deeper we get to know her and, and everyone that's a part of our team is there's an element of yearning to come back together. Um, and we love that about um, our team, our leaders, and, and I wanted to say that about you specifically because, um, yeah, Patty is, is someone that, she's in my group, so if you're in my group, you get both of, maybe you'd probably just be happier to see Patty, <laughs> but, <coughs> but I'm thankful, I'm thankful that she's leading with us. Um, 
as we um, continue on mission as a church, one of the things that we value is this idea that um, we are all in apprenticeship to Jesus, right? And our co-groups are a met, they are a, um, a way that we continue to facilitate that during the week because we understand that as, you know, if the week is seven days and Sunday that represents maybe 14% of our week, 80% of that can't be without God, right? And the world is so loud and we, we are... Um, taking a hold with all these other responsibilities and work and things like that. Um, Co-groups for us represent a midpoint where we come together and we um, contend for God together. For those of you that don't know, contend means to fight for. Um, As Christians, we understand that we are in opposition to everything that the world is. And as, as leaders, we create space for that where we go, God is our number one. And within that, he molds and prunes us as we are apprentices to him. So my next question for us is how have co-groups contributed to your apprenticeship and following Jesus? Um, Sorry. I, so I've there. been at, I've been a collective. I, I was kind of a, um, um, I'm in the middle of being a newbie and one of the old schools. So I, I, I think I've been in maybe, maybe seven in one form or another, of co-groups in, in at Collective, um, but have been in co-groups, uh, small groups, for years. And they have been super powerful. But here's the thing. I, I always go in um, kind of thinking, oh, well, you know, we'll see how this goes. <laughs> but, I've, I've, but I've not ever had a bad experience. I've always felt um, connected in some way to to the people that are in those groups, even if they've been very different from me, which a lot of people are. Um, so that that's been a great thing. But the thing is, too, is that it's your, your uh, it's not, uh, like I said, about your brokenness uh, or your, you know, those kinds of things. But it's great when you have, um, when you have a connection with people and it's, and it's a healing for you, you know. And and there have been lots of times where I've seen, I've seen healing in other people. That's been just fantastic to see. And 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 healing for myself as well. So all of those groups have been valuable. And uh, but I've really enjoyed the co-groups, uh, particularly because there is a depth to them. I have to say that I didn't have in in many of the groups that I've been in. But there's it's it's a, just a great experience. Sorry, that was a great answer, but Todd, could you repeat the exact question? It was, how has being in a co-group contributed to your apprenticeship as a follower of Jesus? Okay, so I've been a Christian since I was eight years old, and I wanted to find the verse, and I couldn't find it quickly this morning, but Paul says something about how the more he grows, the more he learns, the more aware he is of how much he still needs to grow and learn. Co-groups does that for me. Um, I am so not arrived. I have lots of people in my co-group who look to me to have lots of answers, and we sort of stumble along and find them together, and the Holy Spirit shows up, thankfully. Um, But what I love is there's a verse um, in Romans 12, too, that says, don't copy the behaviors and customs of this world, but let God transform you into the new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. So I don't know about you, but I have some pretty ingrained thoughts that I hold on to and think are right. And if I just hang out with myself, I'm always right. (laughs) The problem is, some of my thinking is actually wrong. And I need to spend time with some other people who see the world differently, who have some different insights, in order to challenge that thinking. This is fundamentally why I think God puts us in groups and families, is to challenge our way of thinking, because none of us are the same. And so for me, apprenticing to Jesus is sort of that coming together, having those conversations um, where we are challenged in our thinking because we say to him, okay, God, I really just want to be more like you. And so he's in each one of us 
kind of differently, though. So what I see in Patty is not the same thing that I see in Jake, is not the same thing that I see in Pam or in Todd, but each one of them teaches me more about who Jesus is. And so the more people that you get connected to, the closer we are to apprenticing fully. And then just to go back to the responsibility, because one of the things that a pastor said one time that I love is that we grow better in circles than rows. And so uh, it's that whole coming together, sitting shoulder to shoulder, looking in each other's eyes. And one of the one another verses is um, employ your gifts for the benefit of one another. And so you're not meant to just show up. You're meant to be actively engaged and participating. And one of my favorite things that we do in Rooted, and they do it in other groups too, so don't feel like you're getting cheated if you're not in our group, um, is actually serving as a group. And so we have been privileged to take the things that the Lord is doing in our group and actually utilize them for the benefit of others. And that is so incredibly powerful. One of my favorite examples is um, there was a man from a church who um, hurt his back. He was a farmer. If you are a farmer and your back is out, you're in trouble. And so we uh, planted trees for him. Our co-group went and dug holes. I'm not a good hole digger, but I did my best. And we planted trees that were teeny tiny, and they were to be a windbreaker for his farm. Whenever I drive past a farm now and I see those trees, not just his farm, any farm, I am reminded that God used our group. And so that's what I think it is to be an apprentice, is actually to do the hard work and the easy work and the loving work that God calls us to. Yeah, that's a great answer, Rhonda. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, honestly, when, when I think of what it means to, like, how co-groups have shaped my apprenticeship with Jesus, I can safely say that after finishing each and every group that I've been in, I have grown in some way, shape, or form. Now, with that said, I think it's important to note that when it comes to co-groups, you really do get out what you put in, right? So however much you invest into your group, they will equally invest into you, or at least that's what I've been able to experience so far in the groups that I've been in. I also think it, I kind of have a cool perspective here as well, because when I first joined Collective, I was still relatively new to faith. And so getting immersed into a co-group was something where I kind of felt the Holy Spirit prompting me because I wanted that community. I wanted to be involved with other people because I knew that that's what Jesus said. And so for me now, as a leadership perspective, I think it's really interesting to see how the Holy Spirit has continued to reveal new things through me, through each group, and I've grown in different ways, whether it be recognizing that I've, I haven't been as present as I wanted to be, and somebody in a group might have pointed that out to me, and then all of a sudden I'm like, hey, you know what, you're right, thank you for sharing that. Because like you said, Rhonda, I think that if we try to tackle faith alone, we get very much blindsided by our own thoughts and opinions, and all of a sudden our, our vision becomes very, very narrow. And so having other people around to apprentice us within the group allows us to become better apprentices of Jesus because they share their wisdom, they share their stories and experiences, and we can build and grow from that. Um, yeah, wow, I don't need to go because they've had lots of good things to say. Um, what I would say, um, I've always known you can learn from anybody. You can learn from older or younger. Um, I've been in the Rooted Co-Group. Um, I can attest to the, the fact at, at how amazing and learning the foundational things that it is. It's, a, it's an amazing experience. Um, what I would like to say is my experience with that was um, the rooted group I went through um, back in January. Um, at the time, we had some really, really, really heavy life issues going on, and it was really kind of amazing to see um, how God had put that team together, um, that a lot of the heavy issues that were there, someone else in the group um, had maybe experienced that in a, in a different way, but God put that group together in a way that people were able to speak into other people's lives uh, based on experience. Um, and I have, I think, um, just being at Collective, but being in that co-group, um, they tend to be on the older side of, of the groups. And it really gave me such an appreciation for a lot of our younger um, people. Um, I think sometimes we think we're older, wiser, and um, we forget maybe just how much the younger people themselves have had to deal with. Even though you're younger, you've got your own stories, your own pain, your own things that you've worked through. Um, and 
really got to see depth within young people, which gave me a total um, fresh appreciation. Um, I do want, I'm a real um, kind of like practical and to attest to what they said, you get what you put, sorry, I can't balance all the things, you hold that yeah, for two seconds. <laughs> there, I just need to get to here. No, it's good. <laughs> um, so you do get um, what you put into co-groups and like they said, there is work to be done. Um, in preparation for this question, I went back and I actually, I wanted to reflect on where I was really at at the time of um, the co-group that I went through and rooted. So I went through my notes and um, when I write certain things, um, and again, learning from young people, learn from my daughter to color code, and I absolutely now love color coding everything. When I color code in green, to me, the color green um, represents faith and growth, and um, I'll often use that to write scripture as well. But when I write in green, it's my personal faith, my personal growth, and, and, and I just I wanted to share this piece because it spoke to this question for me. Um, so this section that we were working through at the time was, um, the topic of it was called to serve. And it, um, two points, it had, where do you feel God um, calling you to do good works? And I'm not reading this for myself and I'll explain where I'm going with this, but um, where does, where's God calling you to do good works? And my answer was to pour into the lives of younger Christians and also the lives of women and to help um, people find joy in life again. And then it was to write a little bit of a prayer, um, surrendering to Jesus' leadership in your life and what it means um, for you to truly follow Jesus' leading. And my answer, again, not for myself, and I'll explain, but um, Jesus, thank you for loving me and paying for my life with yours. No words can express my gratitude. You are so worthy of my praise and worship. Thank you for reconciling me to the Father, even though I don't deserve it. Jesus, help me to follow your ways. Help me to love people like you do. Spirit, help me to discern, discern the will of the Father in my life. Help me to pour into the lives of others. Help me to be part of their redemptive stories. Help me to help, uh, help and encourage those who you place in my path. And um, I, don't, I don't share that for myself. Um, I'm actually like an extrovert, and you'll see me on the desk, and I'm welcoming everybody. Um, but like what Todd talked about... Um, you jump into these things in faith, and I have a real heart for collective. When Kevin and I came here, um, we live 40 minutes away, and we're out in the country, and we're not city people. So if you asked me if I was going to go to a city church, um, I probably wouldn't have foreseen that. But once we landed here, this felt like our place to come alongside and build, and I feel very convicted of that. Um, so even though I'm extroverted and welcoming and friendly and all of those things, what happens is... I have a heart posture of yes, but after I'll say yes, then the doubt and things come, and that that's not of God, because God doesn't give us a spirit of fear, so then you kind of, like, you apply biblical truth, which in co-groups, people help you to see biblical truth and apply them to areas where you're struggling, um, but I will, I will really, like, doubt myself. Um, but then you step out in faith knowing that if you just hold that posture of yes, if we're helping to build, then we are paving the way for someone to see Jesus through maybe our past, our pain, our stories. We can, we can make space for people. And I think oftentimes, um, so for myself, I feel like, and I've made this motion to my husband many times over, sometimes it can feel like, like we do this with ourselves and it's comparison and we should not. Um, God gives us gifts specifically, whatever they may be, but you can feel like you're less than. Oftentimes I struggle with feeling less than or not strong enough or have enough theology, but God is not concerned so much with what's in my head. And I have Christian brothers and sisters that I can lean upon. There's resources I can keep reading. I can do a, a study, but he's more concerned with what's in my heart. And my heart is for people and um, I think my heart is specifically for young people because uh, in my younger years, it was super messy with lots of bad decisions that have left years and years of taking, it took time for me to lay that down at the cross, but we, we bring these things, but God will equip us, like you said, so I can step out in faith knowing that he's given me little bits of gifts, whatever those are, and I think of um, 
the, the story of David and Goliath where Saul wanted to put extra armor on him and give him things that were bigger and not of himself, but he just took his tools of the little stones and used his skills with a willing heart to apply. And, and I would say that's, that's what's shaped. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> there you go. Um, something that I love about each and every one of those um, testimonies, you just see God work in different ways amongst each individual person. Where we go, we see in co-groups, we see healing, and then we see service, and we see wisdom and discernment, and we see overcoming obstacles, and it's just amazing how you see God using people to address different areas of our lives that we pray for and we contend for on a day-to-day. When we invite God into our lives, we, you know, whether we say a prayer in the morning or before bed or wherever, oftentimes we, I think we, we do ourselves a disservice by going, actually, God can use each and every person that's here. Actually, God can use our community to address this. God can bestow wisdom because this person has also gone through this and can relay his spirit into us. So I just, I love seeing the different elements of how God works. And um, it's amazing to see that our co-groups can facilitate that. Maybe you see yourself in, in Jake or Pam or Rhonda or Patty. And I, I would invite you, if you do see an element of yourself where you go, I, I've wrestled with that, or I've thought about that, or I'm also feeling the weight of certain things. Um, let this be your invitation. We want to invite you in. Um, last question. I just, I just want each and every one of you to maybe speak to a personal experience of, of breakthrough or victory that you've experienced from being a part of a co-group. I don't want to celebrate you guys in that. Um, for myself and Kevin uh, specifically, um, I would say the biggest hurdle um, not everybody, oftentimes you go to a, a church and they will have, um, they'll just at the last minute ask for testimonies, maybe in a parking lot or, or wherever. Not everyone has, right, we've all got a lot of junk and garbage and not everyone has an easy to share testimony. I can say that um, having been uh, through Rooted and people just making that commitment to each other and the willingness to go deep and work through healing, it built such a safe space and place um, that both my husband and I were able to actually share our complete, full, true testimony for the first time in our lives. And that was huge. Um, the, other, the other big impact I would say is, um, I would say that coming out of, of um, co-groups has made lasting relationships. I, I'm not in those co that particular co-group anymore, um, but I have better, deeper relationships with the people that I've spent time with in those co-groups, and they feel safe to this time. At times, if they need something, to reach out, ask for prayer or um, encouragement or, or what it w- would be. I would actually say this morning, um, I'm a real visual person, and like this morning, I woke up and it, it felt like uh, the Holy Spirit put like kind of like an image in my mind. And and what that is, is like after service, you'll see certain people go and connect and they're sharing or they're asking from prayer. We have a great prayer team too, by the way. But um, because there's been time spent in those co-groups, oftentimes the people that you see, and I could see that image of of people chatting after service, it's people who've done life together in co-group and have built that trust and can safely reach out for a word of encouragement, truth, prayer, whatever it might be, but um, yeah, that would that would be my big ones. Yeah, I think it's just it's really powerful when you look back, especially being a part of a couple groups now. It's it's amazing. Like I said, I really can pick pick one thing or two things from each group and just really reflect on that and really just see how it's how it's grown me as a person and it's how it's moved me forward in my faith with Jesus. I think um, probably the biggest step for me or maybe the biggest revelation that the Holy Spirit laid upon me while in a group was actually in Rooted. So I had um, Tyler and James were my leaders for that, that uh, session of Rooted, and it was just really powerful. I just, 
I would, like I said, I was still really just trying to establish those rhythms, which is a big part of Ruta. <laughs> um, but with that, I, I really had it pressed on my heart that I, I was ready to get baptized, and I wanted to get baptized. And so immediately after Rooted, that September, um, I got baptized. And that is in large part because of the Holy Spirit's working in that group setting throughout Rooted, um, the members encouraging me to dive deeper into my faith, to take on more, um, and really just to follow Jesus and what he said. So I would say that's definitely probably the coolest story and revelation I've seen. So when you say the word breakthrough, that means probably that there's some kind of wrestle, some kind of struggle, and we get to the other side of that. And so not that I'm fully to the other side of this, but one of the things that I've always struggled with is um, my own self-worth. And so when I was little, like six years old, my dad left our family, and therefore me. And um, when I was eight years old, I met my heavenly father, and knew I had value, but still struggled my whole life. Um, and there are still moments where that's the place the enemy will sort of twist and, and question. And I hate personality tests because I never get the personality that seems best. I always get a personality I don't like. Um, and so when I do those things, I always see it as a negative. And so for me, that breakthrough has not been like instantaneous, and God can do that, and I've seen him do that. Um, but for me, this has been a long and ongoing continual breakthrough, um, where now I have more scripture that I hold steadfast to. I'm quicker to take a thought captive. I'm quicker to weigh out other people's words and say, does that line up with who God says I am? And so really knowing that truth, that's I'm sort of giving a lesson on how you get to the breakthrough. It's, it's knowing the word of God, knowing the, the character of God, um, and only keeping those things. And so I've, I've really um, been fortunate to have lots of good people who then also speak good truth into my life and hold me accountable when I have a negative thought. They're like, yeah, but that's not true. Um, and then it, as a leader, I think one of the best places of breakthrough has just been in equipping people to take authority. Um, God has given us authority, and I love, by the way, those songs the worship team sang this morning. Um, just we have that authority. Um, when Jesus died on the cross and, and conquered death and, and sin's hold on everyone, he gives that authority to us. And so we don't have to sort of look at the David and Goliath story, look at Goliath and go, oh, that's too big for me. No, it's not too big because we have Jesus. And so um, sort of equipping people to speak that truth out has been the place, I think, of greatest breakthrough in our co-groups as a whole. Um, I've been in about seven different, as I said, groups at, at, uh, at Collective. Um, one of my fir the first groups that I was in was with Jeff and Jody. We love Jeff and Jody. <laughs> we love Jeff and Jody. <laughs> yeah. so, so during that group, um, they mentioned this book over and over and over again. Uh, the book was uh, Experiencing the Father's Embrace. And uh, they kept on talking about it. And, and so I, I kind of, towards the end of it, I, I kind of said to, to Jody, you know, I, I should probably get that book. So... She said, well, why don't we have a little, a little group do the book together? And so we did. So two other lovely young women uh, and Jody and I just did that book study. So a little bit of history with me is that uh, I was in ministry for a long time with the Youth for Christ, which I loved. Uh, and I also had a church that I went to for like over 20 years. Um, and in both those, both those situations, with Youth for Christ, I was always kind of running around, uh, taking kids here, taking kids there, putting on this event, all kinds of stuff like that. There's one of them back there. <laughs> anyway, um, the other thing was when at my church, I kind of took on the same kind of persona in that uh, I, was, I had my fingers in everything. I was doing everything. I was, I was in uh, you know, a bunch of different uh, events that I was planning and a bunch of different things. And I, and I loved doing that. I've, I loved all of that. But I think I be, they became a sense of, boy, Jesus really loves that about me, that I'm doing all this stuff. And the fa th that book that we did kind of flipped that around for me so that 
he loves it that I love that stuff, but it's not why he loves me. So that was very powerful for me, and um, and that was a that was uh, a little turning point for me. The other thing I would say is that uh, in different groups that we've done before, one session that we uh, that we had uh, co groups, uh, we did a thing, and, and Todd asked me if I would find some serving experiences for people, and um, and that was that was also fun planning thing to do. It was great. The thing that was great about it afterwards was seeing uh, some of the experiences that different groups had had. Um, and one of the, that I thought was, was really interesting was, uh, was Britt's group. Uh, it was just around Valentine's Day, and I had called the uh, London Crisis Pregnancy Centre and said, you know, is there anything we can do to help? And I hadn't really thought about the Valentine's part of it, but she said... Um, you know, I said, would there be a thing where we could like maybe make cookies or something? And she said, yeah, that, that'd be great. If you made cookies and we could take them around to some of the moms, because that time of year for a, a single woman who ha now has this infant can feel quite isolated and alone. And I thought, you know what? It'd be nice if her just have some cookies. And, and that's as far as I went with it. But what they did was they wrote handwritten notes to each each package, and they were individual. And I just, I was blown away by that. Um, and I know that the Crisis Pregnancy Center was like thrilled with that kind of thing. So I just, I just look at, and, and there were other groups that had similar experiences of just kind of an eye-opening thing of, of serving food to, to uh, you know, some of our more impoverished Londoners and, and things like that. And I just, that experience was really good. So I, I can see that serving I thank you for bringing that up because serving is really um, can be an important element of that of a co-group, um, and it and it really it 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 creates kind of a different kind of bond than when you're working on on some kind of a practical sense that you know that people are being helped by what you're doing as well, um, and it's just it's just a bonus to the other stuff. <laughs> One. One thing that I want to recognize and celebrate about each of our leaders up here and in the audience is that they, they exemplify this um, resilient consistency that they have when it comes to their faith, where we understand as a church that the road ahead is difficult and it's not something that we get right 100% of the time. It's just not the case. But within that, we look at hard things and we still move forward. They, our leaders and our team members come together on Sundays and outside of church and we, and we progress together. And when we stumble, we lift each other up together. We don't look at things that give us anxiety or things that are difficult or things that are hard and go, time to recluse. We go, no, no, no. We're in this together and we don't judge and we don't condemn. We go, how do we work through this? How do we look at these situations and go, how do we make sure that we are united in this mission that is bringing God's presence to the world, which is paramount? That is the why across the board. So I, I could sit here and talk all day, but um, these co-groups, I, I want to I want to invite, I want to pray, I want to pray, and I want to invite each and every one of you to um, Reflect on your own lives and, and know that we love you and want you to be a part of them too, and we want to walk with you. We want to embrace and do life with you, and we want to facilitate this element of building relationships, but also going growth. Growth has to be the crux of it, because we go, what good is, it's great to make, friends are amazing, it's great to build last long, but we want to see you become more than, not more, how do I say this? We want, to, we want to facilitate growth. We want to cultivate an experience where you can meet Jesus and um, overcome the things in your life that may be burdening you or whatever that may look like. So um, thank you each and every one of you for joining us today. It has been a pleasure to see all your faces. I, I want to try and see and, and meet all of you. And if you find any of us with these tags, please connect with us. You can meet us at our next steps table and actually sign up for a co-group with our iPads there. Um, but I want to pray for us and then um, Pastor Tyler will come up. 
Dear God, I am so, so, so thankful that you are working within um, each and every person in this room, our team, Lord, to set up and facilitate these co-groups. Um, Lord, I, I want to um, just ask that you bless our leaders as they move forward and um, open up their homes and um, get vulnerable and share stories and, and facilitate meaningful discussion and build relationships that will lead people closer to you. Um, God, we give you the glory always. We recognize that none of this is possible without you, so we want to invite you into that. And God, as, as we move forward, I just, I, I can't thank you enough for this team. I can't thank you for the people that we have around us. I can't, I can't thank you enough for the people that are going to meet you and for the service that you are going to do for um, us and our city um, that will impact our um, neighbors, our, our country and beyond. Lord, we are open and we are willing and we are asking you to make a move. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Okay, can we give can we give the panel up here a round of applause? Okay, I'll, I'll let I'll let them clean up their stuff and take take their stuff. But one thing I wanna I wanna make sure I highlight while they're doing that is uh, if you looked around and saw some of the support roles or you saw the team that were up here, uh, we value intergenerational. Okay, our church we don't ever wanna just be communities and pockets of people that are exactly the same age and stage. I love that Rhonda even talked a little bit about talk, having people that have different perspectives. I think all of us know that we all have different perspectives at different ages too. And so I think about, so for Lee and I, Lee and I yesterday celebrated 11 years of marriage, which is amazing. If we want to be married for 35 years, do we talk to other people who have been married for 11 years? No. We talk to other people that have gone through 35 years of marriage and go, how do you do it? When you're a new parent, do you talk to parents of just kids your age? Yes. And also, tell me about your 20-year-old who still loves Jesus. How did you do it? If we're single and we're young and we would like to not be single, do we just commiserate with other single, wish we weren't single people? No. We spend time with other people in different stages and go, you know what? God might be forming me and shaping me to prepare me for someone, but also I don't have to wait for that to find some sort of sense of community. I can find it now. We want to fight for the intergenerational uh, groups, our co-groups. And so in each of those groups, we have people in their 20s, people in their 30s, people in their 40s, 50s, 60s. We have different ages and stages. Even with the people that have signed up, there's different ages and stages. I want you to know that is deeply intentional. And part of it is anchored in this reality. So Lee and I have kids. We have Ava and Parker. Parker is four, Ava is six. We have amazing kids ministry, an amazing team. All the data tells us that if they just simply go through programs and are just with their own age and stage, 80% will walk away from faith. 80%. I don't know how you think, but an 80% failure rate does not sound good to me. And then there's data that shows what was the thing that made a difference to the people that did actually stay, and it was the fact that they had six to eight Older people in different stages that loved them and walked with them beyond just a section of their life, but long term. And so we look at that and we go, we want that. We want that in our co-groups. We want that in our kids' ministry. We want that in all areas of our life. We do not want to just be around people that are exactly like us, but instead go, God, what a gift that we have people in different stages that can offer wisdom as they are growing and we can do it together. I want to piggyback on what Todd is saying and encourage you to join a co-group. The other thing that we're doing, Lee and I are going to be leading something called Alpha. And I talked a lot about it last week, so if you want some more information, you can listen back to that message. But Alpha is for people that don't have the context for faith, that aren't so sure about faith. And so if you're in the room and you have people in your life that you go, they're asking questions, or, or I wonder if there's an opportunity what I would encourage you to do is bring them over to our house and embark on Alpha with us. 
You can sign up online at collectivechurch.ca slash alpha. You can learn a little bit more information. If you have questions, we'll be around. But this is an opportunity for us to create space in our home to, to wrestle with, yeah, what is, why is there suffering? Or wh what does prayer mean? Or why should I do this? Because part of what Alpha does so well is creates these moments where people can wrestle together and in that find Jesus. And so I said it last week and I would say it again. If, if your invitation, your bringing was the difference in someone's life and they found Jesus, it would be worth it, right? So I want to encourage you, whether it's joining a co-group or bringing someone to Alpha or being an overachiever and doing both of those to respond to what God is saying to you. I want to, would you stand up? We're going we're gonna to worship together. So the worship team is going to come and, and set up. But if I could get the prayer team, if you could go position yourselves here, uh, the prayer team is going to be up at the front. If you, were, if you were listening to something from that panel and, and maybe there's something that, uh, that came up or maybe some wounding or maybe a victory or maybe just some, uh, you're just feeling like there's, some, there's something you need to deal with during worship and then after the service, the prayer team is going to be up at the front and would love to pray with you and for you. We never want to be the kind of church that we, we pull off the service and we go, okay, we did it. If there are moments that God wants to move and he wants to move in your heart, we want to partner with that. And so I recognize that it takes immense courage to move from where you are and to take a step. Todd mentioned it, growth is uncomfortable. But if you feel like there's something going on, don't stay there. Take a step towards. And so go to the prayer team. Let them pray for you. There will be time during the worship song and then after the service that you can go and be prayed for. If you'd like more information on Collective Church, find us on social media at This Is Collective Church or reach us on our website, collectivechurch.ca. Thank you for listening, and we hope to see you Sunday.